0: it's time to expand online hi i'm jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products there is no fluff there is no overwhelm There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slesky, and this is episode number 234. Today, I have an interview, a conversation, a peel back the layers type episode, all about financial security and really taking the financial aspect of your music studio seriously and controlling it. It is such a phenomenal conversation. I am so delighted that I was connected with Bill. So before we get into the episode, I would love to remind you that feedback is always appreciated. Go to callwithjamie.com and book a time to connect with me and share your feedback about this episode, about any other episode, what you are up to with your studio and your teaching, and anything that you might like me to bring to the podcast. So let's not talk any longer. Let's get into this conversation with Bill. This is going to be such a fun conversation, Bill. I know that when people pressed play to listen, they were a little apprehensive because we're talking about the money side of business, but you know what? You can't have a successful business If it's not bringing in the money and if you don't know where the money goes and you don't know how to even look at it and all of that. So I want to get started in this conversation by having people understand why it's worth listening to the rest of this episode. Share a little bit about you, about what you do and how you help music Mm -hmm. teachers.
1: All right. Well, a little bit about me. I mean, I started playing music when I was seven and I play like five instruments. I have eight kids. I have paid for more music lessons than you can even imagine. (laughs) And I have, you know, my youngest son, he just is publishing a music compositions book. He's written two symphonies, been played by professional symphonies, and he just turned 18. So this is a big deal to me. And I've been through a lot of music schools and some are profitable, some are not, and Many of them don't even know where they are, where they're going. They have a vision. They have a dream, right? Mm -hmm. But we didn't get into this vision and dream to be broke and not be able to, to meet what we got into this in the first place for, right? Totally. Yeah. So what we do is we really help people get visibility over their financial world and figure out how viable it is and then put in some things to help them create a profitable world that then is scalable mm-hmm. and, and creates the opportunity and the ability for them to not only meet their dreams and their goals, but to help a whole lot of other people experience the, the joy that comes from what they offer and the, the things that it brings into their hearts and their lives.
0: Oh, so. I love it. I love it. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's so funny because you Most people who come to me who are listening to the podcast are all about, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? And it's hard to be like, okay, what's next when you don't know where you necessarily are. And I think that that's one of the things that is overlooked a lot of times people always people generally think and correct me if i'm wrong but they generally think more money in means more money stays
1: yeah people like <laughs> I, call, I call that the uh, top line focus you know where we keep thinking if we keep putting more money on the top then we're bound to keep more of it but that isn't the way it really works you know the, the reality is if there's money in your bank account it will find a place to go. (laughs) There's always something else to buy. And if you put yourself as a business owner, as if there's something left, that's what I get, I can guarantee there will be nothing left for you. Without a system in place to guarantee that you're gonna get paid, your taxes are gonna get paid, all your obligations get done, and you have enough to, to move your business Forward. That takes a system that takes cash flow management and it takes understanding where you are and where you're going.
0: So, understanding where you are, what is the first piece of advice that you would give to somebody? If somebody's listening right now and you want them to, and they're like, okay, uh, Bill, what do I need to do? What is the first thing that they should be looking at or looking for?
1: Okay. That's a great question. You know, most people tend to think of finances and numbers as numbers. I don't think of it that way. Numbers tell a story. And if I can understand what the story is telling me, I can change the ending, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we all want to do is change the ending of the story. So knowing where you are, that is all about um, clear visibility of what is happening to you, where your dollars have been, where they're going i mean most of the clients i talk to one of their biggest things is they would say i don't know where i am and i don't even know where to start Mm -hmm. how do i even begin to figure this out and the process of of creating that visibility is it's much more simple than they think and the reality is knowing where you are even if it's painful is less painful than not knowing Mm -hmm. where you are and losing sleep over that so We help people go through their financial information using software like QuickBooks. We bring it in and we can figure out, this is how much money you spent on taxes. This is how much money you spend on your own paying yourself, which is often zero. And then this is how much you spent to operate the business, which is like 102% (laughs) of what they brought in, right? Yeah. But then we can stare at that and we go, you know, now, at least I know, right? Right. Um, and at some point, I'd love to talk to you about the the whole driving a car rear view mirror analogy, because I think it really kind of tells the story. I, right?
0: I, I would love that. I would love that. Let's just like for a second, before we start looking at the rear view mirror, because that's not always where we want to be driving when we're driving forward. <laughs> let's just put this in real basic terms. It's better to know your numbers even if they're ugly, then to yes. turn a blind eye. So open up whatever software you're using to collect payments, to track payments, to collect expense or to, to pay your bills, wherever whatever you're using inside your business, look at it and take a benchmark. If you're listening to this when mm-hmm. it goes live, put a date and say, this is what things look like on this date. Or, you know, you'll have uh, Bill's contact information in the show notes, and you can always reach out to Bill and see if uh, if his services make sense. But let's look at that that car analogy, because I think that that's going to help people feel better about what's sitting on that dreaded piece of paper.
1: <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times, um, we we don't know where we're at financially. We just, we don't have a clue, you know, and we help people, we train people how to use their systems and all of that. But a lot of times, even if you're using a bookkeeper and your accountant gives you your numbers, a lot of times what you're doing is you're looking at what, what happened last month or what happened last year. Well, that's like driving a car, looking in the rearview mirror, hoping it gets you where you're going, because all you're doing is looking what happened. We can't impact what happened in the past. All we can do is deal with where we are now and where we want to go. When we're driving a car, that's the most important information. We only glance in the rearview mirror for perspective mm-hmm. to help us understand, oh, that's what happened to me. I don't want to make that wrong turn again. And in finance is the same way. I mean, look at, hey, we don't want to do that again. That was a mistake, mm-hmm. but we get that perspective. But then we say, this is where I am, good, bad, or ugly. It is what it is, right? This is where I want to go. I think we get caught up, most small business owners get caught up so much struggle and so much losing sleep that eventually they lose the dream. They lose track of why they got into this in the first place. Right. Right. And they're trying to make payroll instead of trying to get their kids through college and create this whole program that's going to change the world. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if we can get that where we are, we can stop worrying about not knowing. We can get in the car and say, this is where I am. And I have a clear vision of where I'm going. Let's put some strategies in place yes, to get from A to B. And it's step by step. And, it's, and it's, if we just say, this, that's too far away. Well, it's not too far away to say, I'm going to put 1% in a different savings account this week. Yeah. So that I start, I start doing something. I take one step on that journey,
0: right? Uh-huh, absolutely. And I think that that is a really good perspective because you, no matter where you are and whatever is on that sheet, 1% is not going to take things so far off course. Rather, it's actually going to help you toward where you actually want to go. And, you know, like you think about it this way. Okay. If someone is taking $50 a month out of their business for personal expenses, you know, for personal, and that's, that's what they're paying themselves. And so every month they, they make $50. Okay. Really? Really? That's all you want to make. You're spending 40 hours a week, you know, 20 days (laughs) a month, and you want to make $50. We got to start flipping the script to say, what do I want to be making? What do I want to be taking out of my business in order for my business to serve all of my other goals? And I think that that's really where you're going with all of this.
1: It is. It's exactly right. You know, I had a call this morning with a guy. And we were talking about, you know, if your business is a $100,000 a year business, if you are not taking $50,000 home out of that, you're doing it wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: because you're the most important asset. You didn't buy it for a job. And more than that, you didn't get into a business to put food on everybody else's table. You still got to put food on your own. Right. right? So we have to do that. And um, that whole concept you brought up of, you know, 1% it's all incremental changes mm-hmm. you know if I give you a hundred dollars and send you out on the town you can spend a hundred dollars but if I give you 99 you'll still have a pretty good time
0: oh, right? you' yeah. adjust
1: to 99 you'd adjust to 95
0: yeah right mm-hmm.
1: and so if you can live on 95 instead of a hundred well if that hundred a thousand or that hundred is ten thousand now you're looking at 500, five hundred five thousand dollars
0: hmm
1: that's that's put away for you or right. put away to to do the next thing. And it didn't hurt that bad when you do it incrementally and control it and direct it and get it in line with your vision and your dream and your purpose.
0: Right. No, I, I think that that is a great perspective. So now let's think about looking at those numbers that we've tabulated and realizing that we're not making the kind of money that we'd like to be making there are options. There are things that we can do that will allow you to make more money. Like I was saying earlier, it's not like we're just going to bring in more money at the top and expect more money to come out at the bottom. We need to do something in order to make sure that that is actually the case. You know, it, you have to think about how is that money coming in? Is that money coming in because you raise your rates? Is that money coming in because you take on more students? Is that money coming in because you offer a one-to-many program? Like, you know, obviously that's where, that's where I go is, is that, but you know, like how does the money come in on the top end is also going to affect how, how it um, shakes out through the rest of the, the business.
1: That's right. And, you know, and Jimmy, I've looked at a lot of your stuff and, you are right on with, with what you're doing. And it goes right along with some of the things I do. One of the things that I do, and actually I'm going to offer everybody a, a free book that I have that I think will help them is I have a, a little 12, call it the jumpstart 12, but it is a system where I can show you that. And I do this for free for people, just it's part of the visibility, right? And knowing where you are and where you're going. If we figure out, you know, if, if we were to look at your business, if we could increase your lead flow by 10%. And if we could increase your conversion rate by 10%, Mm -hmm. if we could increase increase your margin that you're taking out of it just by five or 10%, Mm -hmm. it's just little things that we can do and little strategies you put in place. Those little five to 10% 10 changes will double your profit Mm -hmm. on the bottom line. Double, because it's exponential, right? A little bit here, a little bit there you know, adds up to a lot of money. And I don't think there's anybody that's listening that wouldn't want to double their profits right. in the next 90 days. Right. But you can, you can with just some little tweaks and using some of the tools that you have, use some of the methods that, you know, in this book that I'm going to let people get mm-hmm. and, and a lot of these strategies. And they're not, they're not this overwhelming, super difficult thing that we tend to get caught up in. You know, I talk to a lot of my clients And they have another common thing, which is when business isn't going that well financially, the first thing they do is turn that finger around and point it right at themselves. There's something wrong with me. I'm failing. I don't know how to do this. Somebody else could do this. Why did I do this? Right? And the reality is you're not failing. You're using a failed system. The system is failing. For you to be successful, you just got to change the system. You know, start using a system that helps you control your cash flow. Start using a system that helps you bring in just a little bit more leads, just a little bit higher conversion rate, just a little bit less expenses going out to the water cooler that you probably could have done without
0: mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever it is. But, you know, my mentor, he used to tell me, um, I, you know, I asked him, what what's the secret to his multi-million dollar success? And he said, it's simple. Lots of little piles become lots of big piles, <laughs> you know? And that's what it's about. You know, we find a dollar here, five dollars there, save that there, bring in another lead, put another um, product or service in, like you offer it, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And that incremental change moves us from the stark reality of where i am to the path and journey to the destination that i wanted to come and you know what i'm a big believer the joy is in the journey and if you're not enjoying the the journey that you're on in this
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's change the system yes you know?
0: yes Find absolutely a way to,
1: you got in this to enjoy it and to make a living and to change the world. Uh-huh. So okay. let's let's do that. It takes money to change the world. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, but money, money will come, one, if we know visibly where it is, mm-hmm. get our systems in place. We know what it means with where we are. And we strategize specific incremental changes that we can do today, we can do, do tomorrow, we can do next week that become a 1 month, a 90 day, a 1 year, a 5 year plan and
0: and suddenly you're it, looking at a completely new business. That's right. You know, and that, it is that. suddenly, and even if it takes 5 years, it's still suddenly overnight you look at that sheet and you uh, of paper that has all of your financials. Obviously, most of us use computers for this, but you know, yeah. this, I like the visual of a piece of paper. And you look at that and you're like, wow. I didn't know I could get here and look where I'm going. And I think that that's where I'd love to see more music teachers taking the, you know, taking that honest look and saying, okay, this is not good enough. This is not what I got into this business for. And saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to make the change. I'm ready to do the work that is required because it takes time, it takes discipline, it takes focus to mm-hmm. take that 1% and put it into your, into your savings account. Take that money, put it into your tax account so that you know that you're always ready to pay your taxes because nobody wants to pay their taxes and see that number no. um, sucked out of their, of their bank account. I mean, yeah. that's, that's actually the first um, secondary account that I ever created was my tax account. And I know mm-hmm. what our tax rate, what my, mine and my husband's tax rate is. And every time I don't do it quite this much anymore. I do it on a monthly basis, but every time I got paid, I would transfer that percentage of every of every check, everything I got into that tax account. So I never had to see it. I never saw it as my money. I always saw it as whatever, you know, like my my money in my bank account did never include my taxes.
1: Yep. <clears throat> you know, that's why. That's why the 401k is such a powerful mm-hmm. and the most successful savings plan that's ever been because one, they take it out of your check yep. before you ever see it. Mm-hmm. So as far as you're concerned, it's not your money. And two, they make it extremely painful to get to it with yes. penalties and everything else. So they kind of stick it to you and make you keep it. But you know what? Then you're grateful in the end because now you got all that money, you know? Yep. And <laughs> along your line, you know, I had um, I had three clients in the last year that sold their business and lived their dream, you know, Mm -hmm. but just real quick. One of them was, you know, I started working with them about three, three and a half years ago. And when I first started with them, they were just like that. They had no idea where they were and financially their lines of credit were maxed out. The main reason they called me is, was the taxes. You know, they had a $30,000 tax bill. They had no money. They've already spent all the, cash mm-hmm. so they're gonna have to borrow money never been on a vacation with the kids they're like i'm ready to change
0: mm-hmm.
1: someone has to change and a year year a year and a half later they called me that the line of credits are paid off all the vendors are current i have twice as much money in my tax account as i needed for my tax bill and it came out and we took the kids to disneyland but here's the kicker their revenue didn't go up any during that time. Wow. They just controlled it where it went. So if you take that model and then add growing your revenue on top of that,
0: mm-hmm. oh
1: yeah, that's the stuff dreams are, are made of.
0: Absolutely. Is there and they were some- happy
1: and sleeping. Yeah. So.
0: Is there something that you find people overspend on? You know, it, just in general, music teachers tend to overspend on x like you know because i'd love for some people to look and say oops i guess i am overspending on this
1: (laughs) um uh i think i mean there's a number of of things that we could say that people overspend on um sometimes i would say we overspend on what i would call the show of it all Like I've seen music schools that will go out, they're having a recital, you know? And so they rent this big fancy hall and try to make this big, huge experience for people, which is a great experience. But if it ate up every bit of profit, they made the whole quarter for, to rent the hall. Maybe there was a different
0: Mm -hmm.
1: way to, to accomplish that same thing. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, the other thing that I see, and this goes right down your aisle, Jamie, was, you know, sometimes they, their student count starts to grow and they think, I got to get more space. So they start looking at, I got to get eight more rooms and I'm going to have to rent another building and I'm going to have to do all that. When reality is there are other approaches.
0: Like online. <laughs>
1: like on, Yeah, online, group programs, um, you know, and, and if you're, bent on personal. I mean, there's a community centers and churches are happy to let you use a, a room while you're growing. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think we totally underused the, the online piece and the, and the group type program. And I think we also miss tapping into, uh, uh, some other of the unusual client base. You know, I talked to a music teacher just this last week, actually, when we were at the studio with the concert pianist recording my son's piano book that's Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. on the market. And this teacher, I mean, she graduated from Juilliard. I mean, she's awesome. But I asked her some questions about this. And she said, you know what? We started tapping into um, special needs kids because there are so many parents and so many of these kids who are blind or have other issues. But they just need somebody that can teach them how to play music. And they're great students, and the parents love it. And that opened up a whole other market with zero competition.
0: Right. And there's a million of those Untapped, yeah. you know, it doesn't have. No, everybody listening right now, you don't have to tap into special needs. You could tap no. into whatever it might be. I know a lot of people I talk to, especially in the online space, tap into homeschooling networks, and but that yeah. you know, uh, or religious organizations, or um, you name it. I mean, I you know, you guys all know if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time. I always talk about. Teaching piano to soccer players, you know, like just to, to, kid, to kids, yeah, eight to 11 moms. year old soccer players, because then you're like, you're tapping into something that allows you to have an infinite pool of people who know they're exactly right for you.
1: Yeah. Assisted living centers. There's another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there there's a bunch of them. But the point, I mean, this really... In in our model that we're talking about financially, once we understand where we are and we put in those systems that were profitable, you know, mm-hmm. that we know every dollar we put we bring in, we're gonna have 15% go in our pocket or 20%. Beautiful, right? Yep. Then we're into scalability. Now it makes sense to go do all these other things because it's not just gonna get flushed when we add more revenue to the top. We know that a percentage that's going to flow down and, and go right where we need it and want it to go. Right. Um,
0: Yeah. So, and I love that because, you know, if you can feel really good about your business, taking home 15% of a hundred thousand dollar business, then you're bringing, I mean, I'm just using these numbers, 15,000. Now, if you, increase your top line and you keep your bottom line at 15%, that's great. But what if you increase the amount of money that comes out of your business without spending more time, without having to allocate more of your own resources over the long term? Obviously, there is a buildup. There is a time period where you're having to create. But if instead of your business being a hundred thousand, and you're taking home fifteen thousand. What if you keep that constant, and then you have a new revenue stream that is also a hundred thousand, but you're bringing in seventy percent because it's such a yeah. scalable entity? You know, thirty percent for taxes, seventy percent profit, and your other You know, you're suddenly your your percentages yeah. are like completely different.
1: Yeah, one little line pays all the bills; the rest goes right in your pocket. Yes. Or right into whatever new venue you want to come or whatever, whatever it is, you know, but you meet your dream and you change the world, you change your community. And one more kid, one more home has music in it that didn't have it for. And somebody else finds their heart touched by something that they wouldn't have experienced.
0: And I think that that is the thing that drew me to working with music teachers Um, is the impact that each individual teacher has on their students. Each individual teacher who is listening right now, you are incredible and you deserve to feel confident in your money situation so that you can continue to offer 100% of yourself, of your heart, of your talents to your students in any way, shape or form that you do it. Bill, I want to start wrapping up this conversation and I want you, if you can, to share something actionable. Obviously, we're going to have the link to your free gift that you're giving everybody. Your ebook that is fabulous. But let's think of something actionable that somebody could do as they end this uh, this podcast episode and uh, and want to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to look at my money.
1: All right. Probably the number one thing, other than going to get my book, which I think there's a lot of ideas in it. But if you would just Do this, open up a new bank account and put 1% of whatever cash you got in your business into that other account. And then just commit yourself to put 1% in there every time you get paid. You will be amazed at two things. One, how fast even 1% can build up. Mm -hmm. But two, two that you actually can make it and reserve
0: yeah. some money. So right? li- living on that 99%.
1: Living on that 99%. You know, the British British bicycle racing team, they went from last to first over a few years because of improving <laughs> 1% uh, just a couple of things, right? We live and die by our bank accounts. I don't care if you know how to read a P&L or a balance sheet, I can teach you to do that. But in the end, I know what you're doing. You're getting on your phone and you're looking up your bank account see how much money you got spent, okay? Let's already take that 1% out of it so it's not in the equation. Mm-hmm. And then as we grow, that 1% might be another, some percent in a tax account and another percentage in something else. But you will learn to change your mindset and your goal. But 1%, one account, one step at a time
0: love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Bill, thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for hanging out with me and with Bill today. I have lots of stuff in the show notes. So definitely click on them and we would love your feedback. Please connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Sledsky, which also is going to be in the show notes as always, and you can always book a call with me by going to callwithjamie.com. Have a great day. Have a great week, and I will have a brand new episode for you in the feed next week. Thanks, Bill.
1: Thank you.